Welcome everybody to this episode of the Worcester Real Estate Podcast. Today I'm really excited to be joined by T Peter Dunn. He is the Assistant Chief Development Officer for the City of Worcester. So Peter, welcome to KNS and welcome to the Worcester Real Estate Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you coming. I definitely wanted to pick your brain on a lot because obviously Worcester has a ton going on and a lot of that is a result of you and everyone in your office. So before I get into all that, I was curious to hear your background, how you got interested in city planning and city development. So I understand you grew up in the city. How'd you end up working in City Hall? So thanks, yeah, and I grew up uh, grew up in Holden, so just down the road off of Salisbury Street. Holden, yeah. uh, and then, so I went to Wachusett High School and then uh, did my undergraduate degree at Roger Williams University in Rhode Island. Uh, studied economics, management, and Spanish there. Uh, then once graduating, came back home uh, worked for Hanover Insurance for a year, yep. so that's a common theme when yep. you have uh, college students returning home, they look at you know some of the largest employers, some of the reputable companies in the area, so I spent a year there. Um, and when I was in college, actually, I did internships with the WBDC and the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce, yep. so that sort of got me exposed to the whole economic development world here in the city. Really enjoyed that time with both of those organizations and after about a year at Hanover Insurance, there was a job that popped up in the economic development office, so I applied and been there for about seven years now. It's, it is, you kind of came in to work for the city sort of right when things were starting to take off. I think people were talking about things taking off. In the last seven years, obviously the city has been on this incredible trajectory, probably above and beyond people's wildest expectations, so it's it's just exciting to see. I grew up in Millbury, mm -hmm. and when I was a kid, you, you kind of only came to the Worcester for like the Ice Cats. Sure. Other than that, there really wasn't a lot for families to do. There really wasn't, especially downtown, there wasn't a lot for um, to do. It, it was a total different fabric. And um, you know, one of the things we talk about a lot on the podcast, and especially in our office, is it's it's. It just feels like we're finally realizing our fullest potential as a city, mm -hmm. as a region, and so that's really exciting. For sure. So you went to school down in Rhode Island. What? So you've experienced other states, other cities. Sure. What, what do you think, why, why is Worcester so unique with our opportunity these days? I think right now, you know, certainly having the economy rebound in the way it did. I started with the city in 2013, so we were starting to climb out of the recession, so yeah. that's obviously positive in terms of people looking to invest dollars and looking to start businesses and so that kind of fueled a lot of the organic kind of macro kind of trends that we were seeing but Worcester specifically especially when you compare it to maybe some of the other gateway cities in Massachusetts like Lowell or New Bedford or Fall River, Springfield, uh, Worcester has such a concentration of colleges and universities uh, that's a really huge asset and I think um, absolutely really helpful too when you see you know the macro economy is cyclical, so you're going to have recessions, and so I think we fared pretty well through the last one because of the eds and meds, you know, that economic yeah. base that we have. People are still getting sick. People still need health care. People often go back to school when the economy is not doing great. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, that core of the hospitals, universities, the healthcare system here, as well as, um, you know, the colleges and universities and the educational sector really fuels a lot of what we're doing. Yeah, we're, we're very fortunate in that regard. Um, obviously... Education's always been huge in the area. The um, the healthcare industry's been huge in the area. But I think now you're finally starting to see the net benefits to having those being sort of some of the pillars mm -hmm. of of the region. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I know in the past, at least it always seemed to be, there was sort of this brain drain. We have great colleges and universities here, but then if they weren't coming back to Hanover Insurance, they were going elsewhere. Sure. I think it seems now that trend is sort of reversing. And young people want to be in the city. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think we've seen that. Uh, it's tough to pinpoint the data from time to time, but sure. uh, whether it's, the, I know the Research Bureau has done some work yeah. in this area trying to look at uh, college student retention rates, and we've been engaged with the colleges and universities for sure um, throughout their time, and HECMA is a good organization for that, the Higher Education Consortium of Central Mass. So actually, early on in my time with the city, we had also done a survey of most of the colleges and universities as many of the students that we could get to take that survey of their perception of downtown, uh, what did they like, what did they think was missing, and that sort of helped uh, kind of influence the different recruitment strategies of different businesses or entertainment options and things like that in, in the downtown. So that was really helpful, and again, I think we're starting to see more college students stay in the city, Yeah, um, which is really nice. Yeah, and we have, I know right around the corner from here is 145 Front Street, mm -hmm. the brand new apartment building, and that filled up in no time. Mm -hmm. A young colleague of ours here, him and his uh, girlfriend moved in. Typical sort of young couple story. It's perfect for them. It's convenient. It's, there's a lot to walk to. It's easy for a commuter. Um, so it, it's great to see that Worcester's being almost a first choice for young professionals. Mm -hmm. And that, um, at least for me, is one of the things I get most excited about when thinking about um, our potential. And, you know, you have, you have that, you have the sort of the rock beds of the universities you mentioned and the, and the healthcare companies here. But then we also have, of course, the exciting new ballpark. Yes. And I know you and your office have been heavily involved in getting that off the ground. And, but, but it wasn't a slam dunk, as I, you know, as I would assume. Um, and I know there were at times skeptics. I know... At least I heard, you might have as well, you know, that the skeptics said, well, they did the same thing in Hartford, and it's, it's sort of a real question still if that was a net benefit. What makes Worcester different? Why is the ballpark um, as transcendental as we, as we think it will be? Well, I think there's definitely a lot, a lot to unpack there, yeah. but um, you know, and I, the mayor actually said it in his inaugural address too, that you know, the ballpark where it's a great kind of symbolic project of where Worcester is and where we can be, it doesn't define the city and it really doesn't even right. define economic development right now with right. all the other stuff that's happening. But it is a really big win for the city. And you know, when you look at them evaluating a couple dozen other cities of where that could be located, having them select Worcester, I think, is a testament to all the great work that's been going on. Um, and when you think about you know, what else could be there, you know, if you remember uh, a few years prior, there was a slot parlor casino yep. that was looking yep. there. And obviously that's been, uh, those have been popping up in a lot of cities and many of them have been underperforming. So I yep. think having something a little different than kind of using that same silver bullet that maybe some of these other communities were looking for is a positive. And also putting something there that's gonna be family fun entertainment yes. is a win for the rest of the city. You know, Not everybody can participate in casinos or want to participate in casinos. Yes. Um, so having something that, that produces good family fun I think is, a, is another asset to that. Uh, and when you think about kind of, I guess, what is different from the project compared to maybe some of these other cities that have explored this option of you know stadiums, sports arenas, things like that. Uh, what differentiates Worcester's proposal was that uh, the private development was an interdependent part of the entire agreement. So a lot of times what you see in some cities is 
they feel like if they build this, then the rest of the economic development will follow, and that there, there will be this economic spin-off yes. yet to be determined. And yes. what you see in some of these other cities is that doesn't always come to fruition. And so it was important from the beginning that we knew that that private investment and that development was committed um, from the beginning, because then we can actually project what the taxes might look like yes, that was um, huge. coming from that development to help support the debt service, obviously, for the construction of, of the stadium itself. And that, that I think, is part of what makes us a little unique as a city. When you hear what, either it's the mayor, the city manager, other folks from City Hall and the business community, you hear often the, the, the phrase public-private partnerships. And I think that's a key. And, and um, economic development this just doesn't happen. It's something you have to work at. There's no, you can't, you can't press a button and you have economic development, right. but if it's not just this movie of the future where you just sit back and eat popcorn and just watch mm -hmm. economic right. development happen, you, you know this better than me, it right. takes uh, a concerted effort. Right. And I think just from my observation, what the city does in partnership with the private sector is sort of the magic uh, that makes everything work. Yeah, and I think actually going back to see what we're experiencing now, a lot of the foundation and the building blocks had been laid down many years even before the recession happened too. So right. whether it's City Square or looking at you know Gateway Park over near WPI yes. or some of these other biotech park you know being done in the 70s, 80s across from the medical school, a lot of the kind of foundations were laid to see the growth that we're seeing happening now. Yes. Um, but to your point, yeah, I think one thing that has been really important has been the collaboration that exists between not only the public and private sector, but also among the different levels of public um, yes. that we do have. So whether it's you know, the city government working with the administration and the city council, but also our state delegation and the state administration, uh, as well all the way up to the federal government and our Congressman Jim McGovern has had his fingerprints on a lot of the projects that you see around securing federal resources, state resources, and I think that's where the city plays an important role is the necessary public investment that sometimes paves the way for private investment. Yeah. Um, so whether it's you know securing different grants from EPA for brownfields redevelopment or you know the, the money that we get from the Department of Housing and Urban Development for some of the affordable housing or other yeah. infrastructure and other public facilities that get built. Uh, and then state, you know, the MassWorks grant has been really critical for the infrastructure needs of the city. Uh, mass development, a key kind of state counterpart in the development world, yeah. doing all sorts of creative financing solutions. So I think having all of those kind of levels of government working together and then bringing in the private sector as well and kind of all working together to kind of move the ball forward, I think, has been really successful. Yeah, it, to your earlier point, the, the city is growing and realizing its potential despite the ballpark. Right. And the ballpark is great. Right. But the city was moving in such this great um, this great direction even before people even started wondering or, or there were even rumors that the team could be relocating sure. from Pawtucket. So that was really exciting. And, and you know, we had Greg, Craig Blaze on. He mentioned the same thing. It's This wasn't one year and all of a sudden Worcester right. is amazing. It, it took a few decades to right. get us to this point. What, what do you think, when, when we're trying to grow the city's economic sort of output and hopefully grow the standard of living for the, the greater Worcester area, do you think it's inevitable you come across trade-offs or, or is, it, it, is there a way to make sure all stakeholders within the city's fabric 
that all their lives are improving. Is that something you and your office should think about? I think so. We do think about that often, yeah. and, and that's what's interesting about economic development is that while sometimes we get focused on like a project-based approach, yeah, um, we really intersect with a lot of the other needs of the community too. So right. whether it's just quality of life issues, you know, recreational amenities, public education, of course, um, public safety, and all the other services that people come to expect from the city. Uh, one thing that fuels all of that is the tax base, and so sure. really a core kind of objective of economic development is to create jobs and expand the tax base. Yes. So I think as we start to actually grow the pie, instead of looking at it from a zero-sum game, if you spend some here, you're not spending it there, yep. the more we can actually grow the pie, the more we can do all of those important things. And so that's what's kind of important about economic development is that it can also drive a lot of those other investments that are necessary. Those, those decisions and how you allocate resources it's easier when you have growth, yes. right? Gro growth is is probably the easiest the, the easiest answer. Sometimes maybe the hardest solution, but uh, you know, and, and you see that in big cities, you see that in small towns. Mm -hmm. um, I'm heavily involved in the town of Millbury. We focus a lot on, you know, we can't we can't do the things the city can do as far as economic development. But there are things we can do to to grow the tax base. Um, and the, the, the question is like, you know, how, how much of, how much of the city's fabric and culture are you looking to change? And I think what's impressive about Worcester is it still feels like Worcester. Right. You know, and I think that, that in and of itself is really important for how the community embraces all these changes. Yeah, and I think, I mean? you know, a lot of it, too, it's not, I wouldn't say changing the culture. We actually, I think, look for ways to highlight right. the great things right. about kind of the history of Worcester, whether it's, you know, the Main Street Reimagine Project. Yeah. Some of the public art elements will be a testament to kind of Worcester's history and kind of telling that story as well. Yes. Um, and I think we've had a, a particular focus on the role of arts and culture as well in economic development. And so we have an entire cultural development division. The cultural development officer reports right up to the city manager. And so supporting some of those initiatives and allowing that scene to thrive, I think is really important when you think of quality of life and whether the city's kind of an interesting, cool place to be. Um, and some of that happens organically from the community. So like the powwow mural festival, they've done yes. over, 100 and, over 125 murals now in the last five years. Really and impressive yeah, art yeah. too. And that yeah. really came out of just kind of the energy from the grassroots energy from the artists in the community, the creatives in the community. And so they're, might have a need for certain support from the city at times sure. time. Um, and we've had a uh, Che Anderson in the city manager's office and the cultural development division has played an important role in that uh, as well. But a lot of that effort and the energy really came right out of the community on that. So um, again, placing the importance on different other cultural institutions. You look at the Hanover Theater as a critical asset downtown. Uh, they celebrated their 10 year anniversary. They bring in about 200,000 visitors to the downtown annually. Um, and then some of the longer institutions, Worcester Art Museum, uh, Ecotarium, providing yeah. that important kind of amenity and, and some of the programs for uh, families in the area and youth. Yes. Um, even if you look at what's happening in the printers building too, the Wade family and what they've done with that building, there's all sorts of different organizations oh, in there great. and it's yeah. really a, a cool thing to see. So uh, yeah, I think we, we recognize the role of kind of the people as well as it uh, relates to economic development. Um, and we try to highlight, you know, Worcester's history, its diversity, its culture. Um, and you see that with a lot of the different cultural festivals that happen every year, whether yes. it's the Latin American Festival or the Caribbean American Festival. 
Um, so I think all those things working together are important to continue economic development. And just thinking about, you know, where we're at, like, like we were mentioning earlier, you know, I don't think anyone imagined we'd be here this quickly. I mean, we have great economic growth. We have, you know, in our business, we, we see a lot of real estate trading at prices we never thought possible. Um, or we, we, it, we thought, we didn't realize it would, the valuations would, would rise so quickly. We have, a, we have a ballpark. We're highlighting and, and embracing Worcester's history and culture. So there's a lot of different great facets going on all at the same time and kind of meshing well together. Is If there's one thing, whether it's a low-hanging fruit or a big, a big ticket item that we haven't yet achieved, what would you say that is? I think we can always do more around jobs. Um, so it's not to yep. say that we don't have job creation over the last yep. you know, 5, 10, 20 years. Um, but I think you know, continuing to try to attract employers, uh, good paying jobs, livable wage jobs, and providing those opportunities for the people that are now living here. We've seen you know, great uh, development on the residential side of the equation, yep. but uh, we also don't want to just be a bedroom community for Boston. It's nice to have the commuter rail and more work is doing to improve yes. that connection between Worcester and Boston. But you know, for the folks that do live here, we want to make sure that there are jobs available for them here as well. Um, and so I think just continuing to try to attract those employers and help with, you know, filling some office space. You know, there's a couple of, certainly with the ballpark, there's two office buildings um, proposed there with the acquisition of the glass tower downtown, uh, hoping to see some additional employers coming in. Yeah. And I think that'll also help with the earlier topic about college student retention. So, Huge. you know, some of those uh, college students might be looking for that kind of household name in terms of a, uh, uh, of a firm, whether it's financial services or, or other sectors, you know, I think continuing to, to just try to create as many jobs as possible is going to be a particular focus moving forward. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Now, so you've been in, at City Hall for seven years. If, you, if, if we gave you, you know, a, a crystal ball <laughs> and I asked you, where, where do you think we'll be seven years from now, what would you say? Uh, that's a tough one. I think, you know, what's interesting about Worcester, and it kind of speaks to our history too, Worcester was always a place of ideas and innovations and inventions and things like that too. So I think as we go into this 21st century economy, uh, I think we'll have some interesting new developments and hopefully companies and growth around sustainability initiatives. Yep. Um, the city has kind of been a leader in that where you look at the old Greenwood Street landfill. We now have the largest municipally owned solar array in New England, uh, replacing all of the street lights with LED uh, and a variety of other sustainability initiatives. I think the city from the public sector perspective is making that a priority and I think we'll see you know, the private sector um, you know, fuel that growth as well. And when you look at you know, the engineers that are coming out of WPI or some of the cool stuff that's happening on Becker College with the digital games and simulation technology and things like that, whether it's you know augmented reality, virtual yeah. reality, I think uh, I think we have the right ingredients to be an innovator into the twenty first century as well. I would agree. Well, it, and we we say it often around the office. We say it often with our clients. It's the most exciting time ever to be to be in Worcester, and a lot of that is due to obviously the success of the business community in the city, but also to you and your colleagues at City Hall and. We're very appreciative of your efforts. Well, it's definitely a team effort, yeah. that's for sure. So a lot of sectors, a lot of people working together. 
Uh, it's definitely not uh, any one organization or one institution, so hopefully we can continue that. Absolutely, and I'm also appreciative of you making the time for us today, Peter. Of course. Yeah. Thanks so much Happy for coming on. Appreciate it. All right, everybody, that'll do it for now. Until next time, take care.